Welcome back, everybody. Here's part two of our episode on franchisee validation, do's, don'ts, and tips and best practices on how to optimize this really important, crucial step in researching franchise opportunities, which is franchisee validation, having conversations with people who are actually doing what you're thinking about doing within that same franchise organization. So we're going to jump back in where we left off on some of the best practices and suggestions. And that has to do with the types of questions to ask. Put together a list of questions, needless to say, ahead of time and kind of vet them. And maybe even talk to somebody who, who you trust as an advisor. If you don't have a franchise broker or somebody that you're working with, somebody who you trust to, um, in a business capacity, in a professional capacity, but who isn't involved in that research. So they might be able to provide more broad, big-picture questions that you've gotten so dug into the details you forget to think about still. One big category that's important is to focus on the necessary role of a successful franchise owner. You're now given the opportunity to talk to people who are actually doing what you're thinking about doing. And if you've gotten to this stage in the process, you're getting pretty close to making the decision. So you want to make sure that you focus a good number of your questions on what is a day in the life? What does it take to do this? Both in the beginning as you started up the franchise and if it's somebody who's been doing it for a while, how has that evolved and changed and what do I need to be willing to do and not do as the owner of the franchise or franchises um, as I've continued to grow? So focus on questions like what's a day in the life, the things that they need to be willing to do or the things that they can delegate. And of course, when you're asking them questions like, what would you do differently if you had it to do over again? Ask them to think about or listen for things where they spent too much time, and if they had to do over again, they would have spent less time there, or if they hadn't spent enough time on it. These are things that you're going to have to be in the role for. And ask them about what are the things that you really need to do as the franchise owner yourself, right? Something that can't be delegated. So if they're telling you, you need to be the one out there being the rainmaker, making the sales calls or doing the networking. Listen to that and then make sure that you're asking that same question of multiple franchise owners and see if you hear consistently the same theme. Back to my crib notes here. Note any differences between top performers and those who aren't top performers. How do you know who the top performers are? Well, first of all, they'll probably tell you once you build a little bit of rapport with them and you'll get a sense for it. And the franchisor may be willing to direct you to folks who are higher performers. A good franchisor with a conscience probably is not going to direct you to who their bottom performers are, right? They have respect for and want to show decency towards all of their franchise owners, even those who are struggling. So those franchise owners who clearly are doing well, that'll probably come out during the conversation. Uh, and listen for how they may be spending their time differently, both in the beginning and ongoing. If they had a fast start, make real specific notes on where they spent their time and what they didn't do that other franchisees are doing. If you want to be a top performer, you're going to have to emulate them in all likelihood. And that includes things like what they invested in the business, what they invested in sales or what they invested in recruitment. Perfectly okay to ask questions like that. Ask them about the daily, weekly, even monthly challenges. What are the things that they, you should expect as challenges, things that you're going to have to conquer as an owner or things that you're going to have to hire around? So is recruitment a challenge and how do they overcome that? Uh, could be very different from some of the answers that you've heard from folks in that home office. 
I'm not saying either is more right or wrong, but the folks that are in the trenches are going to remember different things or experiencing different things, and they may very well prioritize different things. And remember, they might not be using the entire system. <laughs> the best of franchisees, the most, the most consistently compliant franchisees who try to utilize all the tools and resources that a good franchisor provides them, they don't catch on to everything. They don't have time to absorb everything. So a franchisor might be talking about a new recruitment tool that's a big deal to them, and it's had a real impact as they first started socializing it or as they piloted it. And that franchisee that you're talking to that's been in the system for a number of years they may just barely be aware of it, or they may even miss the initial announcement about it. You might know a little bit more than they do about it. And so they might not be focusing on that, and their challenges remain different because of it. Listen for those things. And remember, everybody's having a different experience, which is why it's really important that you don't just talk to one or two or three franchise owners. If they're having, if the franchise system is having these group calls where you can call in and a bunch of you can listen to the same franchisee, get on as many of those as you can. And by the way, if you're in a competition for a particular geographic territory with somebody else, if that person is on more calls than you, good chance that they're going to be prioritized over you as the winner of that territory. So make sure that you get engaged in as many of those as you can and take them really seriously. And then have as many of those franchisee conversations as you can in addition to that. I myself uh, would recommend at least a half a dozen of those conversations. And again, not just with the top performers in the franchise system. Focus on things that the franchisor cannot answer. There are specific things that come to earnings, how much you can make, what your take-home pay is, how soon you'll get to break even. Franchisors can't answer those questions. There are very stringent Federal Trade Commission guidelines and state laws in many states that restrict their ability to talk about that. And there's serious teeth as far as the penalties, so they won't. But they also understand that the key to you being able to gather that information is having productive conversations with their franchisees, both the group conversations and individual conversations that you might have with franchisees. So you're not going to start your conversation with them, right? It's interviewing 101. You don't start your conversation to just jump in and say, hey, how long did it take you to get to break even? By the, by the way, my name's Blake Martin. No, don't do it that way. Build a little bit of rapport. Make sure they're comfortable with you. Remember, you're a stranger to them. However, at the same time, they get it that you're getting really close to joining their brand and becoming an extension of their brand. So they're willing to take the conversation seriously, and typically they're very willing to be open with you once they feel like they see you as a serious candidate. Their franchisor has probably already messaged to them that you're a serious candidate, but they may want to hear it from themselves. They want to get to know you a little bit, understand you, why you're looking to do this. They might rush you through that. It doesn't mean they're not paying attention. It just means they're busy. But once you've built a little bit of rapport with them, you know, asking questions like, hey, would you mind, you might remember when you were at this stage, but would you mind if I asked you a little bit about your financial experience or your, your overall experience as far as uh, income coming out of this business? Would that be okay? Typically, they'll open up a little bit, and then you can ask them questions like, do you remember how long it took you to get to break even? Would you mind sharing with me you know, what your owner's discretionary profit is and what things you and your accountant might put through the business that impacts how much you actually take home from the business. Certainly in that process, you should have some notes on what you've learned from the disclosure document and from the franchisor on what the cost structure is going to look like, what are going to be your monthly costs, and ask them about, does this seem to sum up, you know, if, you, if you're paying X amount for rent or your, or your rent is X percent of your total revenue, 
Is that pretty consistent with what your experience was or was it different? And why were there reasons for that? Did you just invest more than anybody else did in rent because you wanted a big place? Or did you decide to go big on marketing even though that was above the average spend? Sometimes they'll admit to you what their mistakes were. Yeah, well, my marketing spend was way lower than that and man, did I live to regret it. Listen for those things and don't be afraid to ask those questions. The worst they can do is avoid the question. So with those financial experiences, ask them, is this meeting your expectations? Is it exceeding them? Are you near the averages that you were expecting? And listen for their answers to that because that might tell you a lot. They may have gotten into the business and maybe this was a lifestyle decision for them. So they don't care if they're ever the highest earner. They may have even adjusted their earning expectations up or down after they got into the business. Maybe they adjusted them up because life happened and they realized that they really wanted this to be the sole income for their family. Maybe they adjusted them down because they realized, I've got a great lifestyle with this business where nobody tells me what to do, uh, and i got a lot of flexibility, and so I'm okay with not putting in nearly hours I thought I was going to put in when I first launched this thing. Those are good answers to know, and it's a great way to be able to compare and contrast why is somebody a top performer or why are they not a top performer. Progressively work into those time-to-break-even questions and the overall earnings. There are franchisees who may be able to get or may be willing to get very specific with you about what their earnings look like, or at least what their gross revenue looks like, and then what their associated expense structure looks like. They are allowed to talk to you about all of those things. They are not a party to the franchise agreement like the franchisor is. So if you're talking to an independently owned and operated franchise location, and you're talking to one of the franchise owners, it's a couple or a sole owner, they are allowed to share those details with you if they, if they so choose. And typically, they will get specific with you once you've built a little rapport and they realize you're a real serious candidate because, again, they have a vested interest in you knowing what you're getting into. They want you to be successful in that franchise system because high tide raises all boats. Low tide lowers boats. And they know that. You're about to become an extension of their reputation, particularly if you happen to be neighbors in the same region or the same town, right? Then you're probably going to meet in person anyways. They may be willing to share a business plan that they used for a loan or just for their own education and for their own efficacy as they're going through the process. The franchisor might be able to share a template business plan with you, but many of them won't share that with you because it gets them too uncomfortably close to helping you with an earnings claim. And that, of course, is, uh, is taboo in franchising. But if those franchisees have a business plan that they utilize with financial forecasts in it, they may be willing to just send that whole thing to you. Can't hurt to ask. Certainly ask them about strengths and weaknesses of the franchise system in the past and in the present. They should have an opinion on these things, and it'll be interesting to see how different franchisees' opinions vary on that. Franchisees in good franchise systems are very empowered, and they are owners of their own business, and they have a trusting relationship with the franchisor that's based upon nobody's perfect. So even if you're on those group calls with a whole bunch of other candidates, don't feel entirely awkward about asking a question like, could you talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses of the franchise organization? If you need to find a more diplomatic way to ask that question, do it. But don't be surprised when they're really honest and they answer that question. That means that there's respect between the franchisor and that franchisee. Again, even if that franchisor is still on that call, it's okay to ask questions like that. Again, the worst that can happen is they avoid the question or they tell you that they can talk to you about it offline. Ask about, do you feel like you've gotten the support that you expected 
Are there any real strengths in support or weaknesses in support? Has it changed or evolved over time? How is it now? If there's a change in the ownership of the franchise system during the duration of them being a franchisee, has support changed at all? Advantages, disadvantages there? Trust. Listen for and ask about, is there trust? They shouldn't necessarily agree with, I mean, you're probably not talking to a franchise. If they're happy about everything and everything's perfect and great and wonderful, that's not a franchise, that's a cult. (laughs) So there's going to be some disagreements. There's going to be some reasonable disagreements, and there's going to be some things they're not happy about, um, decisions they wish weren't made, changes that have happened in the franchise system, things that they wish the franchisor would do more of and the franchisor just can't invest in those things right now. So there's going to be areas of weakness if you ask them about it. You should listen for those and then ask them for the strengths as well and ask them why they think these are things that the franchisor is or is not paying more attention to. Sometimes things come out like, well, I realized that I just needed to hire somebody to help with this component of it. Of course, the question you should always ask is, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Franchisee, you've been at this for two years or five years or 20 years. If you had to do over again, would you? That's one of those great questions where the rule of shut up comes into play. Ask the question and then shut up and just listen. Let them think about it. No matter how long the pregnant pause, let them think about it, see what their response is. If the, whether the question, whether the answer is yes or no, follow up with the why. Why do you know you do it over again? Is it more of what you talked about before or is there something that has changed? They might say they wouldn't do it over again simply because, well, I've had a good run and I plan on selling this, you know, when my franchise agreement expires in a year or two years or whatever it is. Or if there's a reason that they wouldn't do it again, Maybe it's an expectation that has changed, and then you can make your own decision as to whether or not you're okay with that expectation. Maybe it's an expectation that the franchise are already set up with you. You know what? Franchisors get better at what they do too. So maybe when they brought on franchisees, they weren't setting an expectation five years ago that they are now setting with you. And so that franchisee, realizing that now they need to go out and do sales all the time or that they've got to pay $5,000 a month in marketing costs if they want to be successful in today's uh, environment. You may already know that. That might already be in the numbers that have been disclosed to you. But listen for that and have a good understanding of why it is those things have changed for them. So again, listen for things that help you understand what is the role of me as the new owner of this business. Do I understand what a day in the life is going to be like for me as a franchise owner within this franchise system? Do I see myself as more alike their successful franchise owners versus more like those that could be struggling? And oftentimes you get into a conversation, they'll start telling you that they're struggling. So make sure that you feel like, yeah, I can be a part of this family and I can be successful in this family. And that's the last piece I wanted to talk about. I can be a part of this family. Don't underestimate when you join a franchise system the value of being surrounded by your peers that are experiencing the same thing. As a franchise owner myself, I'll admit that just as often as I get advice that's important to my business from my franchisor, from the home office, I get advice from my fellow franchisees that I've built relationships with, many different franchisees in many different parts of the country. In fact, I would argue that I probably reach out to them for more opinions and feedback than my franchisor. It's not that I'm dissatisfied with the franchisor. 
It's just nice to hear individual experiences. So make sure you feel like you're a fit for that culture. Do you see yourself being a part of this group of franchisees? And if you don't, if there's something that you're just not, it's not clicking for you, you can't figure out, I, I feel like these people have something a little bit different than, than, than I do, share that with the person on the franchisor side that's navigating you through this process. Or share that with your franchise broker or consultant if you're working with one. Talk about, gosh, you know, am I missing something here? I'm just not, I'm not sure that this is the right culture for me. And then ask those franchisees that you're talking to to define what the culture of the organization is. If they had to define it in a handful of words or one sentence, how would they define it? And what should you be ready for in order to be a good fit for that culture? By the way, they're probably already testing you on that, whether they've told you or not. Those franchisees, they're interviewing you too. And they can and will give feedback to their franchisor. The franchisor typically won't ask for it because they want this to be private conversations. But if the franchisee chooses of their own volition to share feedback with the franchisor on their conversation with you, they probably will. And it's like most things. It's like most reviews. If they were really excited about the conversation or really concerned about that conversation, that's when they're most likely to share. So be aware of that and be ready for it. But that culture is really important. And if you're seeing that the franchisees within that franchise system have a lot in common with you, um, that they're working towards similar goals or have achieved goals that are similar to the goals you have, now you're on to something. And that's my closing comment that you always want to focus on the business and personal goals. Understand what theirs were and did they achieve those goals and how do those compare to the goals that you have. You have to start with the end in mind. Validating with existing franchisees is one of the most important, if not the most important steps in your process of researching, doing due diligence on a franchise system, and making sure that you can achieve the goals that you have in mind is one component of validating with franchise owners that's really important. So share with them what your goals are and ask them what they think. And then listen. Brace yourself because if they think you're being unrealistic, if you're lucky, they'll be really honest with you. And also brace yourself for the fact that they may very well say, you know what, we think that I can see you being very successful in this system and you achieving the goals that you have. And I say brace yourself for that because that means you're getting towards the end stage here. If this validation step is only reinvigorating for you and reaffirming for you that this is the franchise system for you, then you're getting very close to that last step. It starts getting scary then. Holy cow. This might really be the thing that I do, especially if it's the first business you've ever started. That's okay. That fear is natural. It means you're taking the decision seriously, and it's like every other big life decision. You're never 100% certain, but if you wait to be 100% certain, nothing will ever happen. So I hope that you've taken at least one tidbit, one golden nugget away from this conversation, these two episodes on validating with franchise owners and best practices for how to get the best out of them. There's no such thing as too many questions when it comes to this. So if there's ever been a time when I've said, feel free to scan that QR code and get in contact with us if you have additional questions or you're wondering about something you should or shouldn't ask in validation, go ahead and reach out to us. Use that QR code. You'll have our contact information. We'll be happy to engage in a discussion with you because franchisee validation is just too important a step to ever miss. And speaking of missing things, don't forget to share us with others who would benefit from this, right? So subscribe, follow, 
and share our episodes, including these two episodes on franchisee validation. I hope all of you gained something from this session, and we look forward to seeing you on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. Ahura Media Production.